And welcome once again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. This week is a big, big week because we are now officially in March Madness. NCAA tournament is upon us, and it's so big. Um, Jimmy Lemke, we are doing two episodes this week. Yeah. Um, yes, um, I'm Bob McDonald. I am at CampusPressBox.com, and I am uh, can be found on Twitter at at uh, Bob McDonald, Jimmy, where can they find you, sir? You can find me at PantherU on Twitter. I have uh, gone rogue in the last couple days. Or you he can has, find me. We'll, we'll, we'll get a lot more into that in the next episode. So, uh, yeah, no, this episode is not about me. Not no. about AD. This is about, about Green Bay. Green yes, back. it really is. It absolutely is. And uh, before we intro our guest, remember you can find us at fourlights.fm, um, our, our, our gracious host, and you can find us wherever good podcasts are found, iTunes, Stitcher, you name it. Today, we had, to the victors go to spoils, Jimmy. And today yes. the victor is, is Green Bay, and so we have as our guest is, is Brian Dickman from Fear the Phoenix. That's right. What's going on, Brian? How you guys doing? So, oh, we're doing well. Not as good as you, sir. I can, I'm <laughs> doing pretty great, yeah. So, um, and Brian, where can they find you online? I can find me on Twitter, at FearThePhoenix. That's with a P-H. And uh, my personal handle is at Brian Dickman. Um, my website at, is uh, fearthephoenix.web.com. Uh, and the message board, of course, is fearthephoenix.proboards.com. All right, all right. So, um, and with Green Bay, obviously, the the big thing is they went through the rare gauntlet that only uh, a few other schools have gone through in this. Well, in this, I, oh, in hold this on. I, I would argue that none of us have done it. Um, you know, Cleveland Not in this State. Format. You represent Cleveland State. I represent yes. Milwaukee. Some listeners out there, I'm sure, are are fans of Detroit, and yes. none of the three schools did it in four days. So Green Bay not, not in this format. Yeah. On that. You you rise above yes the Phoenix the Phoenix rises above all of us. Okay, <laughs> nice. there you go. So, and 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 as they, and as and of course as we alluded to uh, last in our episode last week. Um, Jimmy and I, obviously representing Milwaukee and Cleveland State, have something in common of which Green Bay, had, you know, beat us, beat both of our teams, and then they turned around and uh, shocked Valpo, and then, uh, you know, got through Wright State and punched its ticket. That's right. That so, Valpo game uh, after after Peters hit that layup and to send it to overtime, I I just wanted to crawl up into a ball on the floor. <laughs> now that was you know, I do, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, that, that, I don't think I'm ever going to get over that one because before we had, uh, we had recorded uh, we had recorded before that game uh, before that game took place and that was complete insanity that just that last second and uh, you know I mean I think it was the the scenario was it was it was Cooper at the line correct? Yep, that's right. Cooper had 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 missed the first free throw and made the second free throw. And which can I can we stop there? Full stop. Yeah. Yo. Should absolutely. like like did I was talk, I talked I talked to a couple fans uh, from Green Bay fairly regularly, and 
both of them had sent me, we were DMing on Twitter throughout that entire game. And both of them are like, why, why do you make that shot? Like, why do you make that second free throw? How is Link Darner not saying to this guy, you know, just chuck it off the glass and hope it doesn't actually go in? I don't understand, like, I'm sorry, I, I don't, I don't want to, like, jump on Green Bay, but, like, they almost lost that game. What, what if that, that court, pass had been three-quarter court to Peters and he hit a three-pointer and the game was over? Right. Yeah, I mean it's 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 so. Green Bay came very close to throwing it away with the made free throw, and then you know luckily this Valpo was completely out of gas. I don't know how that happened. You know, right. a team on its third game in three days was playing a team on an, that hadn't played in eight, and all you know the team that was on its third game in three days was you know just ran them into the ground in overtime. So. I think it's a testament to that RP40, you know, hashtag RP40. The Green Bay was <laughs> you know, a very well-conditioned basketball team. So, you know, more power to them and then take care of Wright State and it's on to the tournament. And it's funny because uh, free throws have kind of been a bugaboo all year. They're, I mean, they're only shooting 66% from the line, I think. And it was yeah. almost a made free throw that cost them. So it's, it's kind of funny. The irony is not lost on us. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, the yeah, I mean, but regardless of regardless regardless of what Alec Peters does, and just I absolutely astounding last play, you know, Green Bay turns around in that overtime and just dominates Valpo. I mean, it, I've I've I mean, it's 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 amazing to be down the, to actually not to be in the position that Green Bay is where they they let one, nearly let one slip through their hands and then they just ratcheted up at the in that extra step and just uh, basically took over that extra frame. All right, and uh, Darner said after the game that, that the senior leaders, especially Carrington Love, were kind of rallying the troops and saying, you know, we get to play five more minutes, which to me is ridiculous because I, I didn't think there was any way they were going to win that game. So for those guys to come out the way they did, that... That was just amazing to me. What I find interesting about just even just even in the Green Bay story itself, um, and I don't know, and I'll be honest with you, I'm probably I'm older than both of you, so I actually do probably remember a little better the last time uh, Green Bay made it to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is a little more interesting because of the fact that. For for two years previous, 2014 and 20 the 2013-2014, 2014-2015, you know that that 13-14 crew had you had Alec Brown and Kiefer Sykes. Last year you had Kiefer Sykes, and then it's this year's edition that makes it to the NCAA tournament. Right, and um, yeah. coming into the season, I, I know me personally, I didn't really have I didn't know what to expect with the new coach, and we lost our entire recruiting class and. Um, so for this to happen this year is pretty amazing, especially after the way the, the past three seasons ended. We had the Brokoff buzzer beater three years ago. Oh, God, I remember that. Yeah, and Jimmy knows all about 2014, what happened there at the Rush Center. And I then, don't. Do you want to talk about it for 20 minutes? I, I really don't. <laughs> I kinda, I've tried to block that out of my memory. That was a horrible night. <laughs> And then last year, I, I went down to Valpo for the for the championship last year, and 
I think Green Bay led with eight minutes left and didn't. They scored 44 points in the entire game for the championship last year. So uh, the past three years have been pretty horrible endings. So for this year, for it to happen this year is pretty spectacular. Oh, so close three years in a row, yeah, exactly. and finally. So yeah, and it, it sucks for it sucks, you know, because Brown and Sykes will probably, you know, at this point, you probably would put Brown and Sykes as the top in the top eight of players in Green Bay's history. So oh, it's absolutely, pretty, yeah. pretty incredible that they're that that it wasn't until they were gone. Um, right. I I I I had thought the thought had crossed my mind that. You know, does, is this just an indictment of, of Brian Wardle as a coach? Is his mm. Darter much better? And I put that on Brian's board, and somebody, some, I think it was shooting the J, because it's always shooting the J that answers. Um, <laughs> I think I think he said something along the lines of, "Well, think of how close those teams were." Um, you know, it's just a, it's just a, just a really close loss in you know the semis in fourteen, the title game last year. From being, you know, in the same position that they are now, and yeah, that's a fairly good point. And plus, he also mentioned that you know Darner's Green Bay team was only fourth place compared to the other two that were, you know, first and second in the regular season. So you have, so you're definitely looking at a team that, um, in the regular season at least, achieved on the same level. They just put it together once they got to the conference tournament. Um, I will before I before I were to you know down the road I'll talk about a couple of the other players the, that I really admire but I do want to say that uh, Cooper and um, oh my God his name is escaping me right now the taller taller wing who's new this year Jamar Hurdle it's Jamar Hurdle like they, they came through uh, I felt like they have really grown as players very much over the course of the three games that we played each other right. um, this season. I think in Milwaukee, the, the two of them were, were, were you, could, you saw the pieces, you saw the, you saw the skill that was, the, you saw the, the skeleton of what could be really good players. And then up in Green Bay for the return game, um, I really felt like I, those guys, guys are starting to come in their own. And then in this Horizon League tournament, they just they really they really did come into their own as players. And it's not a it's not a Faust and Love show. So I, I actually think Green Bay stands a pretty good chance of winning this game with Texas A&M because they're not going to be relying on two guys. They do have you know several kinds of heat that they can throw at the Yankees. Right, and in, for example, the uh, the title game against Wright State, Green Bay, all five scorers were in double figures, so they have a balanced attack. It's not like you can just lock down on one or two guys. Right, right, right. True. Yeah, and um, I'm glad you and Jimmy. I am glad that you mentioned both Carrington Love and Jordan Faust because you, you, those are two guys who. Um, they've been through the battles, both of them. Um, particularly Jordan Faust. I mean, that you know, he you know probably you know far and away probably one of the he really is one of the best defenders just in in the conference. Um, I've, I've said this for his entire career. I think that he's a very special player. Um, you don't you don't see a guy who can defend one through five. And you don't you don't see a guy that can defend them even satisfactorily very often, and Jordan will defend all five of them at a high level. 
So, for to me, any any year of his four years of eligibility at Green Bay, if I had to build a a team to win the Horizon League, that's a guy that's in my starting five. Now, all four years, like I've 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 felt that you know since he got there, he's been an incredible defender, and that's mm-hmm. that's before he even added the three pointer this year, and mm-hmm. obviously on to another level once he got to the conference tournament. So, obviously, you know, here in Milwaukee, we're, uh, we're huge fans of Faust and Love. Um, you know, they are very, very close to some of our guys. Uh, so, you know, I'll, I have come down to campus on occasion during the offseason and seen Love and Faust hanging out, playing, you know, playing offseason pickup ball with our guys. Um, you know, Love is from Milwaukee. Faust is from nearby, just south of here in Racine. Um, you know, they're they're good guys. I've you know I've met them each of them multiple times uh, through the Milwaukee program, and I'm I'm very very happy that they've they've come so close the last couple of years, and they lost the guys that everybody looked to as the stars. And I'm so happy for those two guys that they were able to get to the NCAA tournament in the end. And get closure, you know, as as bad as it was for us on Sunday, you know, it, it feels I, I at least feel like they got some closure for 2014, in that you know because Brown didn't Brown's shoulder wasn't right in that tournament, and Sykes hurt his ankle. It was his ankle, right? Or was it his knee? Yep, that's right, his ankle. He hurt his ankle in the in the title game. And or excuse me, in the semifinal. And obviously they you know they weren't at full strength when we beat them. And sometimes that's just how the basketball gods want it. You know, some sometimes it's not, you know, match five on five in skill. Sometimes the, you know, circumstance decide. And for 14 and 15, you know, Green Bay was so close and didn't quite get there. And in both of those years, it was ended by Mwamza by Milwaukee, what was ended by Valpo. And for them to get to this NCAA tournament, they had to go through both. And I'm glad that the two of them specifically, because I, I've met them personally, uh, multiple times, um, and Carrington Love is one of the coolest guys. In the world. Like he's just such a nice guy, and for for them to get there, I I'm just I I'm thrilled for those guys. So I you know kudos to Carrington and Jordan Falls for you know really adapting to to Link Darner's game and you know turning it into you know turning the difficulties into the NCAA tournament first in 20 years. That's right. And actually, Jordan Faust has started every single game that he's that he's been in uniform for. It's, his entire career, he started every game, which I think is amazing. Just the model of consistency, durability. He's the Horizon League all-time leader in steals. He's the Green Bay program leader in career rebounds. He's second only to Alec Brown in blocks. So, I mean, he just had a fantastic career at Green Bay. Is he is is he the school record holder for game for for game started? Uh, I think he is now. Yes, with the tournament run, yeah. Because Tony Bennett and um, you know Bennett and Norgard couldn't have played um, as many games as he. Oh, right, has. yeah, they they play more games now, yeah. So I think the before that the leader was like Troy Cotton or something like that. So. <laughs> hey, another Milwaukee guy. That's right, here, another Milwaukee Troy. guy. I had to get that in there. How how is it that every like every guy from Milwaukee was so effective against us? 
on agreement. Yeah, I can, I can go down the list. You know, you, you Troy, Troy, Carrington, Bree Perrine. Uh, I, I, I consider Faust because Racine is, is basically a suburb of Milwaukee. Right. Like, they, they've heard another Milwaukee guy. I really look forward to another, you know, dealing with him in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got we got we just got done with Faust, and now we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, yeah as good as Faust is an outstanding player. I'll, I'll be honest with you, though, I'm not gonna miss not. I'm not gonna miss playing against him. <laughs> Because <laughs> he, he gave he gave Cleveland State fits for years. He really did. Contrary to popular belief, I do not want Green Bay's athletics program to to fall into the bay. I I do want them to stay good, because as arch rivalries go, this one has been very fun for me over the years, and sometimes very frustrating. And you make it be, sound fun. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It would be it would be very disappointing to not have that you know if Green Bay were to like bl- fall off completely or like if we were to call it fall off completely you know these games have been always always been so close and it's it's such a great rivalry I love I love the Green Bay rivalry and I hope it continues um, you know for for many years and um, you know it's it's such a it's such a good thing, and they got the upper hand this year, and that's you know that's just the way it goes for us. And I do want Green Bay to stay stay good for the future, so I'm 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 happy that they're in the NCAA tournament. It keeps keeps the rivalry fresh for everybody here in Milwaukee. You know, I was at that game in Milwaukee earlier this year, and uh, despite the way that ended, because because that was pretty awful for me, but that was a great environment, and that was a lot of fun. So I totally agree with you. I love the rivalry. I, I wish that our arena was a little smaller because if that had been if if, if the Panther Arena were like eight thousand seats, um, that would have just been a complete nut house. And it and it was. It was just it's just the the ceiling is too tall for you know anything more than anything less than ten thousand fans, or excuse me, anything less than nine thousand fans. So I mean it was, and it was still an incredible atmosphere. And we, what did we have? Something like fifteen hundred or almost two thousand students at that game and. I mean, obviously, Green Bay traveled down. It was very, it was just so, so much fun. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it to the game up at Green Bay. Um, it looked like it was going to be a laugher, and then that turned around. And you know, he turned around in the end. It, it, it's if it's not close, the next one's going to be close. You know, right. there there have been blowouts on each side. I remember games where Ryan Evanochka would be the only guy that scoring for Green Bay, and you know, we'd beat him by twenty. And I remember, you know, some games where Green Bay would just come out and just torch us, but then the next game it would be down to the wire. Like it didn't, it did, it didn't matter if we were nine and twenty-two, like in 06, 07. Like it was just, it's just a rivalry that's great. And man, they're gonna take it to, they're gonna take it to Texas A&M. You know, we we saw it firsthand in two thousand five. A team that can pressure for forty minutes and score a lot of points. Can give a high major team that doesn't know that that isn't ready for them. It can give them fits, and Texas A&M's got a couple really good players. Obviously, they got they, I think they had two guys on the tournament team this year, 
I, I saw that, yeah, they, and I, um, and Jimmy and I were talking about this before we started the broadcast about the, um, the SEC, uh, final game where they played Kentucky and they played Kentucky that, that was, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, um, A&M was the top seeded team in the SEC, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they won, and, they, won they, they were the SEC regular, you know, I think it's yeah. the West. They were, it was, the, the, they were the SEC regular season champs, and you know they 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 went toe to toe with Kentucky, and yeah the that is definitely going to be and there are three I'm actually I'll be honest with you I'm kind of surprised there are three seed, but I can I understand given that given that that the you know the top two seeds are just it, it's there there were so many you can make an argument for so many of those. Uh, to be, you know, the top two seeds. It's going to be a team that's really good that just doesn't quite, that has to be pushed down to the next tier because there's too yeah. many teams. So sorry to say, Green Bay, yeah. you have to play Texas A&M. <laughs> well, yeah. it's in, but which is which it's it's interesting because a lot of the uh, a lot of the pundits, uh, the bracket pundits, had uh, had pegged Green Bay to be the to as a fifteen. Um, meaning that they were going to play one of those super, you know, super tough two seeds, and there's a lot of them there. I mean, uh, a lot of the, the the idea was uh, the thought process there was that uh, potentially it was going to be a Green Bay uh, Michigan State matchup. Jimmy, we're not going to explain why you wanted that one, um, but it ended <laughs> up being a, but it ended up being a 14. Uh, but you guys ended up uh, getting uh, you know the Phoenix ended up getting a, getting a 14 seed. And their handsome reward is the top seed from the SEC, Texas A&M. Yeah, that's right. I was looking at the bracketology, and you're right. With I saw they're uh, slotted to play Michigan State, and I'm like, well, Izzo makes the Sweet 16 every single year, so I don't like that. Izzo seems to make the Final Four every other year, yeah. so I don't know how yeah. he does it, but he does it. And what what I find funny about that, and not the other thing that we're not going to talk about, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> Uh, one of Tom Izzo's longtime assistant coaches is former Cleveland State uh, coach and Mike Garland, as much as we'd like to forget that he was one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michigan State's a Michigan State's a hell of a program. Um, it really is. Obviously, it, obviously, what Bob's talking about is he he he's talking about why I wanted Green Bay to play Michigan State was because I wanted I wanted Green Bay to end Bryn Forbes' career. Um, the the chip on the guy's shoulder when they played Oakland, um, they, they, he just he looks so like angry, like, and I don't know why. It's like it's like, you, hey man, you left. What is your what 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 is your big deal with with Oakland? They were just showing up to play. Like I just I I, I looked at that Michigan State game against Oakland and I was thinking, man, it would be nice to see a Horizon League team get a shot to take them down. You'll never get that shot now. Sorry. <laughs> oh well, I'll take I'll I take a win. Forbes, by the way, I I just can't. <laughs> Neither can I. Was, I. Yeah. Neither can oh, I. Yeah. I listen to the podcast. I I don't want to bring up the transfer saga again. Oh, Oh God! Oh yeah, it, that's it, it. It's like the thing that wouldn't die. Um, one of our fan, one of our, uh, one of our own, you know, one of our good fans, Craig Jones. Um, he kind of 
got a nice dig in on Twitter a couple weeks ago about it. I'm like, cause I was, cause they were talking about during the tournament, they had this freaking montage about the transfers. And I tweeted out, when are you guys, does it have to, it comes, it comes up every single time. And then Craig tweets back, dude, you talk about it every damn podcast. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. Well. Oh, no, 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 then he, no, Craig's way nicer than that. So hey, that, that, that transfers. It's not. It's not a long shot argument to say that the 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 three transfers out of Cleveland State cost Valpo the NCAA tournament. Oh, they were, okay. Well, I'm just. I'm, I'm just Good, saying. Then this. Let Valpo complain about it. Then we'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about the Valpo thing next episode. But yeah, let 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 Valpo start complaying about them now and shut it down. They're done. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but, Green Bay's got a hard game in front of them because House yeah. uh, House went off today. I think he scored oh, yeah. like 30 or 32 points. Yeah, he had 32 today. And, House was yeah. House was on, House was on fire. Oh yes. And and I think it's Jalen Jones. Jaylen, I, I just called him Jones all season. I mean, those two guys are incredible. The freshman that Tyler Davis, that kid. Uh, waxes the glass. Him and F- Davis and Faust is going to be an incredible matchup. The, the two of them going at it in the post. I'm I am looking forward to it a lot, and I'm going to make a prediction on something. No matter what the final score is, I think that Jordan Faust is going to get at least one steal from stripping a guy after the guy gets a rebound, and I think it's going to be Davis. I think <laughs> that's that's my You're prediction. Probably right. Is that Davis will get a rebound, Faust will strip it and get a bucket, or somebody in Green Bay will get the bucket. I could do it. My prediction from him. Friday at was it 6:20 p.m. Friday? Yep, 6:20 Central Time on TBS. Yeah. Right. TBS, very funny. Is that still their right. tagline for TBS? That's right, with uh, Carter Blackburn and Mike Gaminski on the call. Ah, okay. Um... I like that crew. They're not Ian Eagle and Jim Spinarkle, but they're pretty good. Right. You're not going to get Ian Eagle on every broadcast, Jimmy. I love Ian Eagle. That guy's great. Actually, Vern Lundquist is calling with uh, Jim Spinarkle this year. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Because after he got got bumped up to the Final Four, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. We had Vern and Bill... Uh, in 2014 in Buffalo when we were when we played um, when we played was it who who beat us oh my god uh, Villanova when we played Villanova in 2014 Lundquist and Raftery were there and uh, a few of us got to talk to them at the practice the day before and Vern Lundquist is a funny guy I'll, I'll tell you that like a like a very jolly funny jovial guy and I I. I, I I'm, I'm, I've always been a big fan of them, obviously. You know, our entire generation loves the movie Happy Gilmore, so <laughs> getting for, for Lundquist to actually meet him in person was like a, a real treat. Right. All right. Um, so what, what did he, uh, other than other than Faust, ma- Faust making a, uh, a steal after a rebound, um, any other predictions for this game? Yeah. I know it's going to be kind of a tough one, obviously, because, you know, they're going to need to force a lot of turnovers. Uh, I mean, just looking at Texas A&M, they're really tall, and Green Bay doesn't have a lot of height. So yeah. um, 
They played Stanford earlier in the year. They had a lot of hype, and Green Bay was able to hang with them by forcing turnovers. So, I mean, they're going to have to to force their style. The, the up-tempo, you know, the Jimmy talked about it, the RP40, relentless pressure. Yeah, absolutely. This is going to have to come. Yeah, that RP40 is going to have to kick in overdrive for this game. Uh, I'll make another prediction. I think that Texas A&M will, uh, will have – one of its five most most turnovers in the game from the season for playing Green Bay. And yeah, Green probably. Bay is going to force a lot of turnovers out of them. I'd say that's yeah, that's that's going to be a fair assessment. I mean, that's just you mean just well, because of the way that they play. Russo and Collins for A and M. Those guys both get a ton of assists, and I think Texas A and M is one of the top teams in the country for assists um, this season. So it's not like. It's not like you know Texas A&M is just an easy, uh, you know, just a team to you know, that will turn the ball over easy just because it's Green Bay. Um, they're, they're they get a lot of assists, and I mean, obviously they handled Jordan Johnson on Sunday. Um, obviously, you know he had such a difficult game, you know, for them, for us on uh, on Sunday. So I, I believe that that's going to carry over. I think that I think the RP40 is going to get to him, and I really hope that Green Bay wins that game because we all need money. <laughs> we all need money. <laughs> We're doing it for purely financial purposes. Go Green Bay so the Horizon League can get more money. We're running yeah. out of the Butler money. <laughs> I'm, I'm, throw, I'm throwing aside my – obviously for Milwaukee, it's not a good development as far as like you know the rivalry is concerned and recruiting. Well, actually, not so much recruiting anymore because I don't think we've really recruited against each other um, very often since I think I think Cody Wickman was the last player, but Cody Wickman was a preferred walk-on offer from Green Bay and a scholarship offer from us. And I don't remember the last player, a player after him that had a scholarship offer from both teams um, that ended up at either of the schools. Uh, Jarrell DeBerry did commit to Green Bay, but he ended up obviously not, you know, uh, making it up there, right. but uh, so I don't think we. Were, I don't think it's going to hurt us like recruiting wise. But I'm willing to cast aside rivalry and root for Green Bay on Friday because you know Horizon League unity. <laughs> Let's go with that. That's right. Yeah, it's funny we're absolutely. playing the SEC team. They the SEC likes to you know band together. So maybe we got to do that in the Horizon League too. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should. I think. Uh, I think we should come up with something that all the Horizon League teams do when they're on uh, playing other other conferences. I made a joke once upon a time uh, that like that like players should draw the uh, you know the logo where the, where's the the star guy. With the, yeah, like, the star man. Yeah. I always thought it'd be funny if like you had like a Horizon League player and he's like and he takes his finger and he like points the horizon over his head. I've always thought that would be. I, I, I thought I tried getting I tried getting one of the guys on our team to do it in a game where in, in a game and he obviously didn't do it because he wasn't going to embarrass himself. But I just wanted it to see if it was the funniest idea. But it would be nice to get some Horizon like a Horizonly like uh, you know some kind of like Horizonly like name or something you know some some kind of hand signal or something we all you know have for the conference. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do you think any of our players like the league that much to do that though? <laughs> I think they like each other. Obviously. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I mean, I, they obviously do. That's that's without saying. Yeah. 
Um, I will say one thing for Horizon the Unity's sake. Um, back in 2005, and there's going to be swear in this, and uh, so if you if you have virgin ears, close them. But uh, hey, don't worry, we'll have that. We'll we'll select the explicit lyrics thing, so you'll be fine. <laughs> so, so back in 2005, we're playing. We go to the Sweet 16. We're playing. We beat Alabama in the first game, and the second game. Uh, Boston College, which had been like 20 and 0 before they lost their first game. Boston College was the uh, was the four seed, and they went up 11 to nothing against us. Right, you know, very very quickly, Boston College had scored 11 points. They had Sean Williams, uh, Jared Dudley. They were a very good team. It was probably their best team that they probably had in this entire you know millennium, and. Jarrett Dudley, uh, on a, after scoring, I, I don't know if he scored the last bucket, but after, after Boston College scored the 11th point, uh, they're on their way back, and Jarrett Dudley nudges Ed McCants, who was our, our leading scorer. He nudges him. He's like, welcome to the Big East. I remember the Big East is where the BC was, you know, at, until they lost that game before they went to the ACC. And, and start uh, and now and if, if I'm not mistaken, this season they didn't win a single game in the ACC this year. Uh, so yeah, I, I I made the joke on Facebook the other day that we killed their program. Obviously, it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you, I think you might have actually. Well, one was a Sweet 16, so obviously we didn't actually do that. But I like I like thinking that we did. But um, he's he's he nudges one of our, he nudges McCanson. He goes, "Welcome to the Big East." He's, he's uh, or he says, "Welcome to the Big East, bitch." And McCants is like, dude, this is so early. Like, what are you like really gonna start taunting like that? And with like, with like five, like fifteen or like uh, like forty five seconds left in the game, Milwaukee's up by like ten or eleven, and Boston College I think scored like one more bucket to get it close. But Ed McCants hits a three with like with a couple minutes left or something like that, and Milwaukee's up, and it's pretty obvious that Milwaukee's gonna win. And McCants runs past uh, McCants runs past Jared Dudley, and he nudges him and like from behind. And Dudley looks at him, and McCants goes, "Welcome to the Horizon League, motherfucker!" And I mean, I think I, I've heard that story from Ed as well as like three or four of them. It's just to say, it's so funny, like. You're gonna, you're gonna welcome to the Big East. Like it's such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> so he turned around. I was like, "Welcome to the Horizon League, motherfucker." It was, it was just really funny. Oh, I want Carrington Love to do that on Friday. Uh, that would that would be something, man. Carrington Love's too nice to do something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I really hope they win, man. I, I'm I'm rooting for Green Bay all the way on Friday. So let's. All right. You know, Yes. Get a start, restore, start restoring the the luster to this conference. Yeah, and start getting us paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, in the last I'm sorry, few years, yes. there's been four up seed, uh, four, fourteen seeds that have won. So, uh, I mean, well, I. Precedent. Yes, really? there is. Yes. Oh, yes, there. Yeah, only a handful. Yeah. And, uh, last year there was. Uh, last year was Georgia State over Baylor. Mm-hmm. And UAB yes. over Iowa State. That was just oh, last. There's two of them actually. Oh wait, Georgia State and Georgia State was the uh, was that the game with the the great 
just with the greatest thing ever with uh, with. Yeah, the coach uh, fell off his little scooter thing. That was awesome. Yes, <laughs> that was so great. Yeah, that was that a was... scene over a three right there. Yeah. Yes, I I remember that. Ron Hunter, that was. Yeah, that's right. Um, he was IUPUI's coach for a long time. He. Had... Oh my God! Let me tell you something. Ron Hunter would loved would have loved to still have. I mean. Little love to have him as a coach in this league, in this conference, man. Just uh, Ron Hunter, just pure energy. Milwaukee in the nineties. Back yeah. when Steve Andrew was head coach. In fact, my boss Pat Easterlin at, at Boucher VW, he uh, his uh, his he he was recruited to UWM by Ron Hunter. So uh, so when so earlier this year, Georgia State actually did a bobblehead. Of Ron Hunter, like on the stool, about to fall off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I have to have one of those. So I went and I went and I found out that it was actually like our guys that do the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. That like oh, ran okay. it. So I'm gonna get one of those bobbleheads. Uh, just it's so great to see a guy, uh, such a nice guy like Ron Hunter, with all the things that he did for you know he's done for Samaritan's Feet over the years and all that. It was cool oh. to see something like that happen for him. So. Right. I love the NCAA tournament. There's nothing better in sports. So we're we're coming up on the best week ever. And let's just be so happy about the developments here. I'm I'm really pleased and I'm 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 really rooting for Green Bay to win on Friday. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's a and again, we just I mean, and let's be honest, with this group here, would you really put it past them to be able to pull off a double? I mean, they've got they went four days in a row. No. Something no other conference team has done. Four days in a row going up the against the toughest, you know, competition this conference has. Would you put it past them to to, to give give, you know, Texas A and M a battle? I wouldn't. No. Not 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 a chance. Green Green Bay Green Bay will Absolutely, be able to give them a game and hopefully a win. Yep. They play the style that that just messes with teams like this all the time. So. So. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Um, Brian, once again, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I know that. Uh, yeah, I know you got you got a lot of things going on. Uh, I hope the move went very well. By the way. Yeah, it was a long day today, but uh, thanks for having me on. It was fun. All right, wonderful. And uh, again, this is the first. Of... That's why you couldn't be on the show a few weeks ago, or like a month ago, or something. Yeah, um, I just got a job down here in the Milwaukee area, so I moved from Green Bay in nice. with my girlfriend, and now we bought a house. So that was the the second move into the house today. Where where did you buy a house? Uh, Wauwatosa. No way. Yeah. Like what? Like what? Like what streets are you by? Um, 89th and Burleigh. It's kind of by Mount Mary <laughs> University over yeah, there. Yeah. It's a fantastic neighborhood. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. That's incredible. Congratulations, Brian. Yeah, thanks. It, it, was, it was a long day, but I appreciate you guys having me on. <laughs> That's right. awesome. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we we love having you on, and uh, yeah, um, good uh, again. Good luck to Green Bay in the tournament, and uh, again, that uh, this is the first of these two episodes we're having this week. Um, we'll we'll catch you a little later on this week with um, you know a lot more talk here on the Horizon Roundtable. Um, again, catch us on FortLights.fm. We will we'll we'll definitely see you well sooner than you think. Thanks everybody for listening.